one. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a French person delving into a cooked snail with a tiny little fork. This week I had brilliant character comedian Marcel Lucon. He tells me off throughout the show for saying that wrong. And we chatted about... His show, Giving Advice to Strangers and France versus England. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. Baines Plus One. You are listening to Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. I'm back. Yay! I've been away for a week, but I'm back now, and spring is officially in the air. We had officially the first day of spring a while ago, didn't we? But it didn't feel like it. Now it feels like it. Daffodils are starting to come out. You see bluebells around the place. Rabbits just frolicking. I mean, I live in London. There's no rabbits frolicking. (laughs) But I'm asking you to send me your spring pictures and your spring facts today. So you can tweet me throughout the show at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, and at Hoxton Radio as well. Um, Because my spring fact for you is I found this out this week and it really alarmed me. Daffodils are allergic, well, or poisonous, let's say, to pets. So pets are basically allergic to them or they might die. I think might die is stronger than an allergy. But anyway, um, so, you know, you can pick up a bunch of daffodils for real cheap if you want to make your house look nice and feel all spring-like. But if you have pets, don't, because your pets could eat the leaves and die. I mean, I'm sorry to start the show with this sort of drama, but I am an actress. (laughs) and also I was really shocked that I didn't know this already so loads of flowers are actually poisonous to pets Uh, daffodils, lilies some other ones I can't remember but I had lilies in my house at the time so I was like "Ah!" and I threw them in the bin because I have two cats called Victoria and Albert so be careful with those pesky daffodils they might look all pretty and yellow and sunny but actually for cats they are not sunny and also dogs. So that's my top spring fact for you. If you have any maybe more upbeat ones, uh, you can let me know. As I said, tweet me. You can also catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. Baines plus one. It is Blaine's plus one with me, Samantha Baines. I just called myself Blaine's, didn't I? It's not Blaine's. Am I drunk? No, it's midday. I'm not, in case you're wondering. All I've had is tea. I'm drunk on caffeine. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. I'm back. I've been in New York, guys, for my 30th birthday. Since we last spoke, I've turned 30. Do I seem more sensible? No. If anything, I seem worse. Uh, I have turned 30. I feel quite excited about it. I felt quite alarmed in the run-up to 30. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has felt this with any age, really. I think it's it's any sort of big number, isn't it? You know, when you come up to... Well, originally it's like 16 and 18, but then it's like 20, 21, 30, 40, 50. When you're coming up to a big decade, you feel a bit stressed. But now I, I've passed over the 30 threshold in New York and I feel fine. If anything, I feel better and I feel like, oh, I'm 30 now. Doesn't matter, does it? Don't mind what people think anymore. I do. Please love me. 
Uh, no, I was in New York for my birthday. I had a lovely time. Saw all the sights. I've never been there before. Went to see the Statue of Liberty. Uh, went up at the Empire State Building. There's lots of photos on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Samantha Baines. Um, I also in New York got a tattoo. Ooh. It's not my first tattoo. My first tattoo was in a bar in Thailand. Do not try this at home. It was genuinely in a bar when I was on holiday in Thailand, about three metres away from a couple having cocktails, who I didn't know. And I was just lying on like a chaise long in the corner getting a bamboo tattoo. So I got that in Thailand a, a few years ago. It was quite painful, but I remember at the time people saying, oh, bamboo tattoos, they're painless, it's fine. It's way less painful than a normal tattoo. And I went to uh, New York and I wanted to get a tattoo for my 30th to be like, yeah, you know, and remember it forever and be like, oh, I got this when I turned 30 in New York when I'm old and wrinkly. And so I, I went to get it done and this was normal tattoo with the gun. And I was really scared because I thought, it's going to be incredibly painful because bamboo is the one that isn't very painful. Oh my gosh, people lied to me. Bamboo is so much more painful than regular tattoo. I mean, we can do a bit of a poll on Twitter because I've heard lots of debate about this. It really didn't hurt at all compared to the uh, bamboo one. And I had them both on my sort of rib area. So it's both the same. It's a little heart. It's very, it's very small and simple. It's not a, an elaborate six-hour lion up my back. But it's very exciting. So I got that done in New York from a lovely guy called Chris at Village Tattoo in, uh, in, the, in Greenwich, if you're ever in New York and want a tattoo. I'm not going to tweet a photo of it because it is on my ribs and it's in a bit of a personal place. But uh, it'll be lovely to remember. Uh, my special guest, Marcel Lugant, is coming up very shortly after this. Baines Plus One. It is Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, back from New York, 30 years old, with a tattoo. So cool now. So cool and slightly wrinkly around the eyes. Uh, my special guest is coming up very shortly, Marcel Lucomte. Oh, I'm saying it really badly and brutally. I'm sure he'll tell me off. Uh, so this week we are asking you, who's your best? Who's your favourite, Marcel? Um, obviously it's going to be your second favourite because my guest is going to be your favourite. But we're asking you, who's your favourite, Marcel? Is it the artist most famous for writing on urinals, Marcel Duchamp? mime and actor Marcel Marceau or former French footballer Marcel David Desilly I'm saying it like that because I've never heard of him because as we know regular listeners to the show I don't know anything about football is he a famous footballer you can tweet me at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, and at Hoxton Radio as well. Who's your favourite Marcel, apart from my special guest? I am very excited to have him here. Let me tell you a little bit about him before we get to hear from him. He has had regular appearances on television and radio, including the John Bishop Show on BBC One, John Bishop's Christmas Show on BBC One. Clearly, John Bishop's a fan. Comedy Central at the Comedy Store, Russell Howard's Good News, Live at the Electric, Derek on C4, Set List, Radio 4 Extra Stands Up, and Laughter Lounge. Phew. He's the winner of the Chortle Award in 2015, the winner of the Fringe World Best Comedy Show 2013, and the winner of the Amuse Moose Best Comedy Show 2012. Wow. I'm very excited the list described him as effortless and smooth as a fine silky brie yeah as you know i'm dairy intolerant 
but <laughs> I still have guests on the show who are as silky as Brie because I do still admire cheese in my dairy intolerance. I just <laughs> I just want you to be aware of that. I'm sure cheese-based puns will be coming up shortly. Uh, Marcel Lecomte will be with me after this. Baines plus one. It is Baines plus one with me, Samantha Baines. My special guest is here, Marcel Lecomte. Hello. Uh, Lucan. Sorry, Lucan. Lucan is close enough. Is it all right? How's my mm. French? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming into the studio, Marcel. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm, I am me. I'm busy. Uh, we are... Starting this tour, I've just returned from Belgium and... Belgium? Oh, yeah. and, How uh, was it? I once went to a beer festival in Belgium, had a lovely time. Sure, I was in a, a venue that is serving a beer brewed only by monks. Yes. After, at, on a full moon. Oh, wow. So I'm, it sounds like a trap. But, uh, <laughs> Did they strip off naked and dance around and then brew some beer? I believe so. It was strong stuff, you know. <laughs> Is that what it you makes did? You wish to do. I have no <laughs> recollection of anything that occurred after that. It was truly strong beer. Wow. Well, maybe we'll get some flashbacks during the show and we can... Uh, I we hope can not. Help. <laughs> hope you remember. Well, Marcel, we're very excited to have you here. How do you feel about being described as, as effortless... I can't say that word. As effortless mm. and smooth as a fine, silky brie. I agree entirely with uh, that statement. And, um, you know, there are so many persons in comedy who are, um, they're putting in effort. Mm. And you just think if you have to put up an effort, uh, just give up. Because <laughs> brie's very natural, isn't yeah, it? Of course, it should be effortless. It, what's your favourite cheese? I'm dairy intolerant. For me... I enjoy Cousteron or a good... Uh, no, a Roquefort, I would say. What that. was the first one? Cousteron. Is that a real cheese? Yeah, it's a real cheese. Cousteron. Cousteron. The Cousteron is uh, more mild than the Roquefort. A good Roquefort will live on in your mouth and your mind for many weeks. <laughs> live on in your mouth. It's something you will never enjoy. Wow. Well, that I, I'm... Can you do something about this? The, the dairy intolerance? Well, I can eat it, but mm. um, there are bad repercussions for the people around me. Okay. Gassy repercussions. Sure, you can get some kind of injection or... A... I wish. I wish there was a lactose injection. It should be done at birth, I think. It should be, like... Circumcision. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's time for the quick fire round. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously, Marcel? No. No. <laughs> okay. Well, you're about to experience one. Uh, here we go. The quick fire round. France or England? What is the question? France or England? You have to pick one. In. Why am I picking one? They both exist. It's a quick fire round. Which is your favourite? Do I even need to answer that? Yes. Look, listen to the music. It's really high. It's making me agitated. Good. That's the point. France or England? France, of course. Okay, city or country? It's a country. (laughs) Brie or camembert? No. What? Which is your favourite, Brie or camembert? Which, uh, from which region? Um... Which region in France? Yes. Um, where, where, is the, where are you getting the brie? Uh, and who is producing this camembert? Tesco. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, 
acting or comedy? Both. Books or movies? Sure. <laughs> TV or radio? This is radio. I don't... Why, why is this occurring? Um, I think for the first time, you didn't pass the quick fire round, Marcel. If that is what I am... I don't wish to pass. <laughs> What is the prize if I pass? The prize is uh, my love and respect. Well, we can never share cheese together. What <laughs> point is that? There's no point. No. There's no point in us. No. How, how, how will we This exist? relationship was doomed from the very start. It was. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you to come on. I mm. should have let you know in advance that I'm lactose intolerant. It's good to know we are wasting both of our time. Good. <laughs> Well, um, I think we got through a lot there. We found out a lot about you, sure. which is that you don't do quick fire rounds. Um, I have a few. I have a few more questions. So you've got a bit more time with these. Okay. What's your biggest guilty pleasure, Marcel? Uh, guilty pleasure. Suppose, hmm. For me, it is um, English women, actually. Oh, hello. Mm. Not all. <laughs> Not the ones who can't have cheese. Specifics. Okay. What are the specifics? You know, because in in England it's um, how to put this uh, with diplomacy uh, more easy. You know, so for the easy. French yeah. woman, you have to have it's almost like a cryptic uh, uh, puzzle. You know, and mm. it's fun sometimes. You uh, you have to do this or oh, not that or oh, and that, but not, not so you have to work your way into. Uh, you know, We're more straightforward. Absolutely. We're like, so, you know, do this. I feel lazy sometimes, but it's, it's a guilty pleasure. We like your accent. I think that's what it is. Sure. Well, do you have any secret habits or talents? Secret uh, habit? Yeah. Um, Not like a monk's. Like a, like a monk, thing. but perhaps after uh, <laughs> the Belgian night. Yeah, yeah maybe now I do. Huh? Well, actually, yeah, the secret habit. Um, I did not know I would enjoy the beer quite so much but I think I've been in uh, England doing the show for too long and simply you know the Belgium you say what you like of Belgium but they can they can make a beer they can make a good beer what makes you angry Marcel Lacan mm, nothing uh, anger, anger is it's a wasted emotion you is know it? yeah that energy can be better used for group sex or viniculture you know okay. it's, not, it's not a valid emotion it's not valid Anger for me, no. There my is... therapist says I have rage. Mm-hmm. What, is... what should I do with my rage? Well, I, I, am I now your therapist? <laughs> no, but I you said anger isn't valid. assume your therapist has disappeared in fear. <laughs> you said anger isn't valid. What should I do uh, with it? Why, why, why you are you angry? What anger? I don't know. That's why I'm paying a lot know. of money for a therapist. Sure. Does this make you angry? <laughs> no, I feel quite calm about it. About paying money for something that cannot be solved. You should be angry okay, about Okay, I this. feel a bit angry now. Sure. Okay, me and Marcel are going to work this out. We'll be back after this. Baines Plus One. It's Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with the brilliant Marcel Lucon. Did I say it right? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Maybe. It, we don't have time to okay. correct it now, I don't think. Maybe we could do a little French lesson. Sure. In between. <laughs> so sarcastic. Okay, Marcel, it's time for your interview proper. Mm-hmm. So this is about you and your amazing achievements. You've been on telly loads. Yeah. How do, <laughs> how do you find being on the television? Do people stop you in the street now? 
no more than usual, but um, the television for me, it's okay, but uh, it's nothing compared to um, being able to uh, talk down to somebody live. Okay. You yeah. Know, you can, of course, the persons watching on their little idiot box, but it's they edit so much as well on the television. You know, you can't edit genius. <laughs> True. Would you would you call yourself a genius? No, that's not for me to say. Okay. That's for others to say constantly. <laughs> How would you compare yourself to sort of other geniuses that people might call geniuses like Einstein or Michelangelo? Do you think? Uh, it's a different genre. Okay. You know. Yeah. Einstein, I'm certain, could not write sex poetry. Yes. From what I have read of his works. Mm, I'd agree with that. And I don't have any uh, desire to work in uh, quantum physics. Okay. Well, yeah. it's good to clear that up, just you know, so people know. It's entirely different genre. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, what Because you've done. You have been on telly a lot, Marcel. Mm. I know you're being very sort of modest about it, but you've been on the John Bishop show uh, twice. Comedy Central, the Comedy Store, Russell Howard's Good News, Live at the Electric, Set List, Derek. What was your favourite? Well, you have not listed all of the television. ones I have turned down. You know, it's yeah. just, um, if I uh, took every offer given to me, I would not be here right now. I would be constantly in front of the camera. Mm. You know. What show would you never do? Oh, the, again, the list is. If you ask me a, a show, I don't. I don't know your shows. Jeremy so. Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. This is, is during a, the day. This man is a singer. What is? <laughs> he kind of sorts out people's problems for them. Mm. Would you do that? Maybe you could be the new Jeremy Kyle. Well, I'm not. I don't sort out problems. Okay. I uh, raise them okay. uh, from the audience and they can deal with them themselves. Okay, so maybe people who've been in your audiences might go on Jeremy Kyle. Oh, maybe from some of the things I've heard so far. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this, the show, the wine lister I'm doing, it's not, um, I am not offering solutions for the problems raised. You know, the, the, the show itself, it's like a group therapy session oh okay but with everybody leaving a bit more depressed about their lives what are some of the issues that you've explored in your show what can we expect if we come to see you there was a woman in Edinburgh a Canadian woman actually she uh, um, she revealed to me that um, she had uh, called off her own wedding because she had bad omens on the day she called off her own wedding sure. because of bad omens. I know the bad omen was one was bad weather, I believe. One, I can't remember the other, the final one uh, for her. She thought she saw a ghost of her own future self in the back of the church. Whoa. Sure. And she, do, so on the day? Mm-hmm. She says, I, I can't do this. She, and that she was ran why. away? Mm-hmm. And she sat there in Edinburgh uh, during this show at the festival. She is there telling me this story. The man is sat next to her. I say, oh, so the man, you are with the man now? It worked out okay. And he shakes his head and looks me with cold, dead eyes and says, um, no, I am the next one. Oh, my God. It's absolutely terrifying. So she left that man because she saw a ghost of her future self. That's, it sounds like a horrible dream. I, I know. She, she swears to us it is true. 
And why, why, why would you make that up? <laughs> so how does your show work? Do people just tell you their problems? Sure, we uh, deal with uh, three different wines in the show, some light wines, which are a person's worst employment stories. Mm. The fruity wines, which are the worst amorous encounters. Oh. And the imported wines, which are their uh, worst uh, overseas experience. Overseas experience, mm. wow. I wonder if, if I could come up with some of my own stories, if you could maybe give me some advice later in the show. Sure, Do you, okay. Would you be up for that? Yeah, I will try my best. Okay. It seems that you need the help. I need a lot of advice, sure. Marcel. So how did you get into comedy? How did it all start? How did you start doing these shows and these tours? I have been doing comedy since the day I was born. Oh, yeah. Really, I was in the... Um, uh, what you the little child bed? Cot. Cot. Yeah. Cot. 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 As in cot. The restaurant. Cot. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They do do great steaks. So a cot, um, the cot. I'm in there, and the uh, adult they are coming. They are standing around me, and I am in the cot, uh, mocking them. You know, doing the impersonation of them. They think, yeah. oh, it's a baby, oh, it's cute. No, I'm, I'm mocking them with. Um, Great vengeance. <laughs> right from, from the cot to the mm. present day. And so from there, you know, he just, wow. And as soon as I can learn to speak, wow, the, the rest is history. Well, I'm delighted to have you here uh, with your cot and television experiences. Marcel's going to be helping with me with some of my own problems. I'm a bit scared. Baines plus one. You are listening to Baines plus one with me, Samantha Baines and... Marcel Lucan. There we go. I'll just get you to say it. It'll be better. Should have done that from the start. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in, Marcel. Now, it's time for the Baines Plus One game. Sure. Okay. So this is, I'll give you different scenarios where you would be able to go and bring a plus one, and you can tell me who you'd bring. So it could be anyone you like, fictional character, celebrity, mm-hmm. and why. So the first plus one event is an art gallery opening. Who would you bring and why? Art gallery opening. Mm. Um, probably. It's quite a suave event. Suave event. A bit posh. Uh, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Sure, let's go with that. Good one. Why would you bring Marie Antoinette? Uh, because then the art would um, be second only to a person wondering how she's uh, alive. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, the art would be ignored. Yes. Is that actually Marie Antoinette? I would say, sure, yeah. It is, uh, also, actual. her hair was a bit of a work of art, wasn't it? She used to make it really tall and stick loads of things Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. So the uh, hair would obscure the art. <laughs> and again, it would become about us. And no one else would be able to see the not artwork. So, not so much. Ideal. Uh, who would you bring as your plus one to a poetry recital? Uh Poetry, I think uh, Serge Gainsbourg. Okay, why? Well, the man is the only poet the world requires. <laughs> Apart okay. from yourself, of course, because sure. you're a bit of a poet. Well, of course, but together, what a force. And I think, um, you know, again, the evening would then be ours, you know. So you'd take over again? I think so. I mm. think it would be for the best. I'm seeing a running theme. Uh, who would you bring as your plus one to a wine tasting? Uh, to the wine tasting? Um, it's, uh, probably a man you don't know. is uh, 
Jean-Jacques Lefebvre. Okay, who's that? He's a very controversial Lyonnais um, comedian. He's dead now again. He's, okay. He's, I, I, I should point out all of these persons I would bring alive. Uh, yeah, not, not the, in their dead form. No, I don't think so. I think it's a talking point for a bit and then it just becomes uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jean-Jacques, I think, um, very good drinker. You know, excellent drinker and um, many stories. He was, um, I think, one time thrown out of Cannes Film Festival for trying to set fire to Jack Nicholson's shoes. Wow. You know, many stories. There would be many stories from this night. <laughs> Just his shoes, not his hair. Surely that's the most flammable bit because it's quite No, that's what you would expect. Yeah. But he was not, he was a very unpredictable man. So would you drink the wine instead of doing the spitty out thing? At the I wine think testing? I would enjoy the wine and enjoy watching the inevitable uh, occurrences okay. from Jean-Jacques uh, <laughs> drinking the wine. Perfect. What a spectacle. Who would you bring to your first arena tour? My first arena tour? Yeah. Oh, that should be only me. Just you? Sure. You would be your own plus one? I think so. There is no need for anyone else. Just why? Because you wouldn't want the limelight to be stolen by anyone else? If if I am... No, if they are there to see me, they are there to see me. You don't need anyone else. No. Fine. I like I like your confidence. And finally, who would you bring to meet your family? Uh, to meet the family. I think for this one, um, Beatrice Dahl. Okay. Who's that? You don't know. You know this woman. Oh, the model. No, she's... Um, Sophie Dahl, that's who I'm thinking No, of. Beatrice, the um, act, uh, actress, she's... Um, uh, what, uh, trans, trans, I know you call different in this country. Uh, Betty Blue, you know the Betty film? Blue, yes. She's the okay. nymphomaniac, uh, insane yeah. okay. uh, woman. You know, so, again. So would she be playing her character in the film or just... Ah, excellent question, yes. Yes. I, I think actually okay. Betty Blue... Uh, Beatrice Dahl, yeah, sure. And why would you bring her to meet your family? Well, the sparks again would fly, you know, <laughs> you bring this crazy woman into the family event, just wish to see what would occur. Do you get on with your family, Marcel? I have no remaining family. Okay. So would would you bring her to... So again, their... this time, she is alive in this one, and but dead. I would have to, re- my family would have to return okay. from death for this one. So every time, whatever the occurrence... Somebody has been brought back from death. So <laughs> Ideal. A winner every time. I'm, I'm glad this game has enabled you to mm. live out your deathly fantasies. Sure. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we'll be back with more from Marcel. We're going to be hearing some of your poetry. Okay, yeah. Because you're a poet yourself. Yes, I have agreed to do this. <laughs> do you like rhymes? Sometimes. <laughs> Mine rhymes. All times? All the time. Sure. Rhymes at all times. Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One. It's time for Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and... Marcel Lucon. Do you like my poetry music, Marcel? It's, is this poetry for children? <laughs> there can be. Mm. Mine rhymes. Mine, mine is not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, I'm, I'm excited. I'm concerned that this music may attract children. Okay. And it's not for them. What, what age and over is your poem for? Or just give out a warning. Um, 12? 12. 
12. Let's go with 12. 12 plus warning on the following content from Marcel Lucon. Um, now, you are a bit of a poet. Mm. Can you give me any poetry advice? Because I try and write a little poem each week that rhymes. Oh, okay, again, you try to write the poem. Yeah. That's the problem. The okay. poetry should just flow from you. Okay. If you are trying to write this poetry, you know, Baudelaire, he did not, he did not strain to write the poetry. It no. flowed from the ether, through the pen and... From the ether. Onto the page. Okay. Is this where you feel your poetry is coming from? No, it's more sort of mm. coming from my gut. Oh, okay. No, guttural is good. Is that good? Well. Yeah, Rabelais would have appreciated the gut poetry. Okay. I'm sure. I hope this does come from my gut now. I mean, do you want do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Shall I go first? I'll do like a warm-up to yours and mm. you're you're like the headliner of the, the poetry gig. Big event. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So here we go. My poem is about uh, going off to New York this uh, last week mm. and it's called New York, New York. Original. Mm. I went to New York to see a hottie, but going there made me a bit snotty. I did go for fun, not just for the sun, and there was still snow and it was icy cold, but as soon as I saw Times Square, I was sold. What a dazzling place, bright lights in your face and pickpockets galore. Gentlemen, hold on to your wallet, not a door. The comedy was great, the locals were irate, but we did learn how to tip, and jet lag meant we had to have a kip. I even got a tattoo after signing a waiver that I wouldn't sue. I got a little heart done on my ribs. No, I'm not telling fibs. And as for pain, it was actually fine. But who is this hottie of mine? It's a lady I've always wanted to meet. She stands at 3,700 feet. Yeah, for me, she's a little tall. It's a long way to fall, but she's steady as a rock. It would take a lot to knock the rather snazzy Statue of Liberty. She stands for the free. I love her sense of style too, all matching in greeny blue, piercing the sky, her torch held on high. She's been holding that pose for years. Yeah, she's a proper yogi. I'd be in tears. When it comes to stretching, she's the king. What commitment. 188 years working on a bingo wing. That's my poem about New York. What did you reckon, Marcel? Shall we uh, cut to the main event? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, okay. Um, so, shall I do an introduction? Does your poem have a title? Uh, monogamy. Monogamy, mm. okay. Here's Marcel Lucan with Monogamy. It's a short piece. It's all it deserves. <clears throat> monogamy is like mahogany. A wise man will now quip. Hard. And the first thing I would leave behind, if on a sinking ship. <laughs> That's the book. That's it. That's all it needs. That's all it needs, you see. I bow down to your um, prowess. Mm. Do you think I went wrong with doing too much? I think it was too much. Yeah. You were just short and sweet. And short, sweet and um, tangy. Tiny and perfectly formed. Mm. Like a small mahogany elephant that you buy from Thailand and then get home and realise it's not actually mahogany, it's just some wood. It's too many words again. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Thanks, Marcel. Beans plus one. Now, Marcel Lucan, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Oh, yes, it it (laughs) has, yes. It has been amazing. Have you enjoyed yourself, maybe? 
little bit? Maybe a little bit. Okay. You know, let's, let's, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, you it's not been entirely smiled. unpleasant. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I'm going to use that as a review on all of our iTunes press. <laughs> sure, if, well, it, if it will help. Thank you. Um, now, you are touring mm-hmm. the UK. Where can people find out all these dates and come and see you? Uh, MarcelLucan.com is where you will find them all together. The London dates, uh, Soho Theatre, mm-hmm. April 24 to 26. You have, you have me for three nights in London. Wow. Everywhere else, only one. Only one. Where else will you be heading off to or where have you been? Uh, this Friday, I, the next is Birmingham. Oh. The next one. Um, where else do I go? Brighton, Bristol. What's your Bath. all the bees? <laughs> I know there is the run of four or five bees. It's a bee week, hopefully, but you know, a, class A. Where's your favorite place to uh, perform in England? Favorite place? I enjoy um, oh, Edinburgh. Is is Edinburgh, al- always yeah. fun to go actually. So I'm playing the stand in Edinburgh. I mean, that's not in England, that's in the UK. Ah, in England. uh, hmm. (laughs) Uh, They want to leave us. I know, the the Scottish, we are together, the old alliance is strong. Um, Do you ever go back to France to perform? Yeah, alas, this uh, next few months is all um, uh, mostly England, some Scotland as well, and Wales, but um, yeah, I will return in France, I think, maybe October or November. But until then, mm, 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 it's all the United Kingdom for me. <laughs> How's that going for you? Yeah, well, currently it's fine, sort of. Uh, and, and where can people follow you on social media and keep up to date with you? Uh, it's uh, Marcel Lucan for all of them, you know, why, why, why ultra perfection? <laughs> Great. Marcel Lucan. Now, I did say I wanted... Um, a bit of your advice, if you wouldn't mind. Ah, uh, yes. Because in your show, you ask people, you know, what what were the three wines that you do? Uh, light wines. Yeah. Fruity wines and imported wines. So the uh, work experiences, amorous encounters. Okay. And overseas misdemeanors. Overseas misdemeanors. Well, I I have an overseas misdemeanor that maybe you could mm. help me with. So, okay. um, I was. This was New York. No, it wasn't in New York. I was invited to do a comedy gig mm. on a yacht in the south of France, which sounded very suave for a, um, a Malaysian VIP. Okay. Um, and I and he said that he liked um, science. And I do science material. Mm. So I, I did my gig for him. So I was told that I was doing it for a group of people on this yacht. Um, and it turned out that it was one Malaysian man. And I had to stand up on the yacht and do comedy for him with no microphone whilst he had a foot massage. This is a from true you? story from my life. No. Oh, uh, it's somebody else doing yeah. the massage, of course. Um, so, so I have to I read to, the small print. Yeah, on sorry. <laughs> I had to pause while he um, told her to, you know, do it stronger or whatever. And, um, and Did he, he tell you to do the comedy stronger? Yes, he didn't like it. He hated oh. it. Okay. Um, he didn't laugh at all. And mm. uh, at one point he stopped me and asked me to do an impression of Spock. Um, is this true? This is a true story. This for is my not life. a true story. It is. When, I d- when did this occur? This happened. When did I go, Kieran? 
last year, end of last year in like November. Mm. Um, and it was it was it was the worst gig of my life, even though it sounds like the most fancy. And mm. I just wondered what advice you'd give me to coming back from that and well, trying he, he to has, regain my confidence. He has asked you to do it again? No, he's oh, not. Oh, okay, I would advise <laughs> not to do that again. Okay. Do you think I should That's try and advice. build the relationship back after that? I think it's... No, perhaps that is long gone, but um, I think that's not a circuit you wish to be getting on. Yes. The one-man yacht show. No, <laughs> it's, not. it's not. I dipped my toe and it didn't you go You probably well. nearly dipped yourself in and swam <laughs> to safety. I was scared that he'd chuck me over the edge because we were in international waters for a while. And how how long is that you are on this yacht for? Um, Like three days. Three days? Yeah, I had to entertain him for three days. Every day you have to perform. I only performed once on the first day. He never asked me to perform again. Oh, okay. He did and ask me to tell jokes over dinner once with his friends on a, on the last day. Oh, so the last day other persons arrived. Yeah, so we were there, him and his wife. Oh, his wife as well. Ah, round, okay, that... But she wasn't there for the stand-up. She was on her phone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was quite an experience. And the, the money, is, he pays you the money? Yeah, it was good money, yeah. Yeah, of course. So how do you think I should rebuild my confidence after that awful gig where no one laughed? I think um, the, for this one, you have to, to rebuild. You have to go on a cruise. Okay. And um, a large cruise. Okay. And um, stand up in the middle of dinner and um, do uh, the comedy there. Really? When they don't expect, sure. Do you think they'll like it? If you have to do the opposite, if there is a one man who has specifically booked you yeah. for comedy and he does not like it, yeah. So you are there to perform. For Actu- lots of people. Uh, to per- that is your sole purpose. There is performing for this one man and it does not work. Maybe yeah. you have to try in front of um, other persons who don't don't even who know. Who haven't booked no, me? No, they don't okay. even know. You are the element of surprise. Okay. <laughs> Surprise stand-up. I can't see how that would go wrong. Okay, thank you. I'm going to book a cruise ASAP mm-hmm. and try it out. Absolutely. Um, Marcel Lucot, am I saying it right yet? No, not yet. No. If anything, it's got worse. <laughs> it? I don't know how Should I just go back to Lucant? Uh, is that even worse? Marcel is fine. We Marcel. Are in formal terms now. Thank you we so much. We shared a lot. <laughs> we have. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I would advise people to definitely check you out, come and see you at the Soho Theatre. What were the dates? April 24, 25, 26. <laughs> and follow him on social media as well. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I will be back with the news, or the silly news, because it's Baines Plus One, after a bit of this. The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to... Hello, it is the news on Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. We have some top headlines for you this week. <laughs> First up, making a splash in California. This is police are trying to identify a woman who was found wearing just a sports bra and claiming that she was a mermaid. This is the type of story that I love. The mostly naked woman was discovered walking through the streets of Fresno, California, and all they know about her is that she's called Joanna. She answered, I don't know, to most questions, according to the Fresno police, and she did say that she was a mermaid. This uh, 
The department's lieutenant, Mark Hudson, told yourcentralvalley.com she was wet. She said she'd been in the lake and she needed help and needed to be taken to the hospital. He added that they've been through police records, had taken her fingerprints, but so far had not been able to find out who she was. They picked her up at 3.15am on Tuesday morning near the Eagle Spring Golf and Country Club in the town. They described her as being between 16 and 30 years old with brown eyes, brown hair, five foot four inches, weighing 150 pounds. I don't know why we need to know how much she weighs, but they've told us. And she had webbed toes on both her feet. What? I'm excited by the story. Do you think it's a real mermaid? Do you believe in mermaids? <laughs> I don't know if believing in mermaids is a thing, like believing in Father Christmas and the Easter Bunny is a thing. But... I, I, I think it would be more exciting if mermaids existed than the Easter Bunny, wouldn't it? Because the Easter Bunny is just meant to be a huge rabbit, which is actually with a penchant for chocolate, which is actually quite scary. Like, nightmares are made of that stuff. Whereas mermaids and, like, unicorns are just, like, lovely beings. Like, mermaids are just really nice to Peter Pan and they swim around in the sea and have a nice time and sing great songs about one day walking free and they're really interested in forks. Maybe I've judged a lot of my opinions on mermaids from the Disney film Ariel, but if mermaids existed, it'd be cool, right? Like, fishy people. I want to believe that she's a real mermaid, although she only has webbed toes. And I, w- I would like them to have tails. You know you can get those new blankets that is like a mermaid tail. They're amazing. I bought my sister one for her birthday. You just, they're kind of pretty colours and they're knitted sort of thin at the bottom of the tail, you know, the flappy bit. And, uh, and you just lie in it on the sofa and you feel like a mermaid. Oh, that's really nice. I mean, I doubt she's a mermaid, but it'd be nice if she was. This robber got stuffed. A burglar who stole 18 exotic stuffed animals, including a chimpanzee and a top hat, has avoided jail. Jason Hopwood, 47, admitted his role in the gang that stole the animals and antiques worth £100,000, Scotland Yard said. Hopwood of Romford, East London, that is near where I live. <laughs> Maybe I've encountered him. <laughs> And his uh, stuffed chimpanzee with a top hat. It wasn't his, he stole it. Uh, Hopford in Romford had a 21-month prison sentence suspended for two years at Kingston Crown Court on Monday and was handed 200 hours community service. The thieves made off with lions, zebras and a sloth, according to the raid on a taxidermy warehouse during the raid on a taxidermy warehouse in Wimbledon, southwest London, on the 1st of March last year. The Metropolitan Police found the getaway van parked with the stuffed animals after an anonymous tip-off was made. I can't believe... That that wouldn't be my first idea. Would it be... If I was going to steal some stuff, I wouldn't necessarily steal taxidermy. Like, apparently this guy is like a famous taxidermist, if that's the word. Taxidermist to the stars. So he will have some, you know, expensive goods, but I'd I'd probably try a bank or something more traditional. Detective, I I wouldn't steal, but if I was going to. Detective Constable Stuart Goss said this was a complex and challenging case and I was helped by colleagues across the Metropolitan Police Service and Essex Police. I'm very proud to have been able to reunite the victim with these valuable animals and bring Hopwood before the courts. Cataloguing the exhibition... 
and exhibiting the stolen items was a truly unique and memorable experience. And this is clearly an investigation which will stay with me for years to come. I'm sure it will. You know, in these police detective dramas, the main character always has this case, don't they? This unsolved case that they never forget. And, you know, it stays with them throughout their career. Imagine if that case was the man who stole some stuffed animals. Like, instead of a horrible murder or something. Maybe this is a new comedy show that I'll write about a detective with an unsolved taxidermy case. And he's just constantly searching in between the current cases for stuffed animals. He's, like, hopping around London on the tube, searching for stuffed animals, questioning people. Like, have you seen a chimpanzee with a top hat recently? Where were you on the 1st of March 2016? Were you anywhere close to stuffed animals? I mean, I like this idea. I think it could take off. (laughs) Don't you? She's absolutely nailed it. It's our next story. A teenager now has a 14.8 centimetre long nails. She's not cut them for three years. All her nails. It takes Simone Taylor, who is 16, three hours to put varnish on them. And she goes through several bottles of the stuff each month. Just stop it now. Varnish on them. Go au naturel. The teenager from Germany says she's often asked about how she uses the bathroom. Cleaning my teeth and using the toilet aren't a problem, she said. I can imagine they might be. Funnily enough, a lot of people ask the toilet question when they see my nails for the first time. I mean, how? You know the question. How does she wipe? Maybe, though, she uses the uh, the sort of water cleaning method. You know, like when I went on, on honeymoon to Thailand, uh, in Thailand, there's toilet paper, but there's also a little spray. You know, you could use that with really long nails. Showering's a bit more difficult, she said. Sometimes my nails get caught in my hair, so I have to be extra careful. That's awful. Imagine. That would be a great head and shoulders ad. Or like herbal essences or other shampoos are available. Just like, the, you know, the woman in the shower traditional ad. Just shampooing away. And then you sort of close in and she's like, oh, oh, I can't. Oh, I'm, my hands are stuck in my hair. And then you see that her 14 centimetre long nails are just entangled with her hair. And then she has to call her mum in. Mum! Mum comes in and has to cut her hands free from her hair. I think that'd be great. <laughs> she hasn't cut her nails since August 2014. She finds it difficult to hold a pen or type on a keyboard so school can be hard. Surely her teachers have had a word and been like, this is getting silly now, 14 centimetres long. Like, maybe it's interfering with your life a little bit too much. Why are you growing them? She can't participate in physical activities due to the length of her nails, so she pretty much can't take part in PE. Now we know why she's grown them. I would have done that if I got off PE when I just didn't like PE. All that forced running. If I'm going to run, fine. I don't want to be forced into running or jumping or putting on shorts when it's cold and winter. That's why she's done it, hasn't she? She wouldn't change a thing, she says, about her extra long nails. And she once really freaked out when she accidentally broke one. Her friends and her uh, were climbing a gate that got stuck and she jumped down and her middle finger got stuck in the metal and broke. (gasps) 
She apparently she started cre- screaming, "My nail! Why my nail? Anything but my nail!" <laughs> she started letting her nails grow after watching an online nail art video. Costs her approximately twenty-five pounds to maintain her fourteen point eight centimeter thumbnails and eleven point eight centimeter fingernails each month. Well, you know, sixteen. At least her pocket money's going on something. Can you imagine? I think we'll, we'll tweet a picture for you if you if you can't imagine. You're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. It's the news on Baines Plus One. There's so much news this week. I was just talking to you about the uh, news story about the girl in Germany with. 14.8 centimetre long nails. I found the picture. I'm going to tweet it. If you want to see it, head over to my Twitter, at Samantha Baines. They are... Wow. I mean, she really takes care of them. Like, they're painted, and she's done a little, like, pattern with the nail varnish. Like, she's done a little dot pattern. But they are ridiculous. Like, in the photo, I've just tweeted it, it looks like she's holding chipsticks. But that's how long they are. And they're like thin as well and quite pointy. And the thumb one goes round in a curl. I can't, I mean, I've tweeted it. That's all I can say. If you wanna if you wanna see it, you know where to go. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you like, I don't wanna look, but I'm still looking. Uh, so a couple more news stories. Cushion for the pushin. A woman has made a harrowing discovery about her mum's cushion covers. They're not as innocent and lovely as they first thought, and they're quite rude. They had a big penis design on them. The pillowcases left Reddit user feeling mortified, and she shared her embarrassment with other people online. My mother bought these throw pillows, the woman from Arizona wrote. And someone replied, I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. Then I realised I'd been staring at a bunch of penises for the last five minutes. Another user tracked down where the cushions are being sold. They're available on lookhuman.com and they're described as a floral penis pattern, blue throw pillow. If you want to buy one, they'll cost you $27.99. And actually, they look quite pretty. I mean, you've probably seen this around. It's a very pretty looking design. And then all of a sudden you realise it's not as pretty as you first thought. And finally, is the wine corked? No rubbered. A family winery in Havana uses an unusual product to help ferment their wine. Orestes, what a name. Of course he has a winery. Orestes and his family fill glass jugs with grapes, ginger and hibiscus before slipping a condom over each glass jug. The unusual production process at the Cuba's El Canal winery has produced thousands of gallons of wine, according to the New York Post. Today, the 65-year-old and his wife and son and an assistant tend to 300 jugs containing 20 litres of wine each. Tropical fruits and vegetables are added to the Cuban grapes to make the wine. And he caps the bottles with condoms, which slowly inflate as the fruity mix ferments and gases are produced. When the fermentation is complete, the condom stops inflating and collapses, which means the wine is ready for bottling. He said putting a condom on a bottle is just like with a man. It stands up, the wine is ready, and the process is completed. 
<laughs> Takes between a month and 45 days to produce a jar of wine at El Canal, and around 50 bottles are sold each day. At 10 Cuban pesos a bottle, that's 40 cents, it's a cheap alternative to important, imported wine, which often sells at $25. That, I mean, wow. Do, do we even need to discuss, wow. Who came up with the idea of putting a condom on it originally? Like, how did that come about with 65-year-old arrestees, hey? What were you up to to discover that? Maybe he was just practising, you know, maybe him, him and his wife. Maybe he said that their son worked there too. Maybe his son was, you know, when you're growing up, you know, you have those sexual education classes at school and you practice putting one on a banana, you know, just to see how it works. Maybe he was practicing putting it on a jug of wine and then he thought, hello, this works as a fermentation technique. I don't know. Whatever works for him, you know. (laughs) Um, I, I wonder if we can order one and see how it tastes. We can get get a bottle of this condom wine on the show and uh anyone does anyone want to send me a bottle of condom wine no okay Bains plus one. you are listening to veins plus one on hoxton radio thanks for tuning in what a jam-packed show we had the brilliant marcel lucon i'm still probably saying it wrong i'm not very good at french marcel Lucomte. that's how it's spelled if you need to know uh a brilliant french he's a character comedian did you guess Uh, You should definitely check him out, though. He's on at the Soho Theatre this April and do follow him on social media as well. We asked you at the beginning of the show, because we're doing our our poll, who's your favourite Marcel in honour of uh, my special guest, Marcel Lucon? We asked you, who's your favourite Marcel? Marcel Duchamp, Marcel Marceau or Marcel David Desai? He's a footballer, apparently. Uh, we put it out as a Twitter poll. So far, the winner is Marcel Duchamp, um, who's the guy who created the urinal, the bit of art, which, uh, yeah, I think I'd vote for him as well. Uh, the, the poll's still going. If you want to check it out, head over to uh, Samantha Baines on Twitter. You can tweet me throughout the week as well. Keep in touch. You can also check me out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. I'm, I'll be at the Brighton Fringe as well this May and June if you want to come along and see me live. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget you can catch up with all the previous Baines Plus Ones on iTunes. Just search Baines Plus One and hit subscribe. Next week I'll be back at 12 till 2 with a brilliant guest from the world of television. Yes. I'm in the show that she wrote and stars in. Very exciting. It's a brand new show called Bucket, which is going to be out on BBC4 next Thursday. We've got Frogstone, the writer and star of the show, along with Miriam Margolis. Get that out. Along with Miriam Margolis coming in next week to chat all about Bucket and tell us what we can expect. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bane plus one. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.